0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wrestling Time Machine by Sports kita You'll find us at WrestleBinge on YouTube and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Again, my name is Mac Davis, and with me, my two co-hosts, he is a wrestling legend. He is a Hall of Famer. His name is Holla Holla Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy.
1: Hey, what's going on, you guys, man? Glad uh, to be back with you guys for another week of the Time Machine, and uh, brother, we got some good topics today.
0: Yes, yeah. we do. And next, of course, uh, Teddy, we have pro wrestling journalist, Mr. Bill After. Hey, Bill.
2: Hey, it's great to be back here with the two of you. Last week, we had a, a sensational hot topic uh, all about uh, Teddy Long disappearing. There, there he is. Again. He's back. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. But we had a hot talk topic about Bret Hart and what he was disgusted with in the pro wrestling business. And uh, you, you mind if I bring this up? No, go ahead. go ahead. One of the things he talked about was guys waiting too long to slam somebody off a top rope, yep. just waiting for them to get up or whatever, and the slapping the legs. Well, on Monday Night Raw this past week, I saw the opposite of that. I saw a match that every pro wrestler that makes these delays needs to watch. And it was solo sequoia. Se- I always say sequoia, solo Sequoia against Rey Mysterio. It was boom, boom, boom. When there was no dead spots at all when solo was up on the top and Rey was gonna do the uh uh the, the Frankensteiner type of move on him there, uh it was immediate. There wasn't like, you know, wait to set it up, and solo wasn't on the top rope for for. Fifteen minutes waiting yeah. for Ray to do that. When he went for the uh, the six one nine, it was also the same boom. And there was no and there was no hitting the, the the knees when they did a knee lift. It just was boom boom. Two professionals, and that's Bret Hart. I hope if you're watching this, I hope you get to see that match because that defies everything you said last week.
0: And if you do, and you're watching the show, let us know.
1: And the thing that I wanted to just say about that too, you're right, Bill, you know it's all about timing. Yes. Uh, very much so. And those guys were just you know right on the money. and that way you know you ain't got a dead match, you know what I mean? there's no nothing there. No, nobody has to die right there. Everybody stays alive. And uh, you know since you were talking about that and you know you know Ray Mysterio, he's a good great friend of Eddie Guerrero and and uh, Chris Benoit and speaking of that i thought about this i remember one time we were overseas and uh i was watching chris benoit and you know he did the the frog splash right off the top rope there and he to me you know he just he didn't stay there too long i mean it wasn't really nothing it was just you know i to me and i i just thought it might have been just a little bit long but it was so minor so i didn't really think about it but when chris come back you know he stopped for a minute how was that you know i told him i said well great match i said yeah. only thing I thought you know you could have just hit him with the spec come off a little bit quicker I said I thought you stayed there too long but I'm just having conversation that upset him so bad it was I, I hate I even told him that
0: because he it, it upset that he him dead. in a good way because he it was a it was as a critique you mean
1: yeah it upset yeah. him really bad because he looked at me he says God Teddy you're right you're right he yeah. said I even felt that you know and I said well no Chris I said it wasn't really noticeable I said the only person who would probably notice it was people like us I said, I don't think anybody else caught it, but that upset him so bad. So, yeah, it's it's all about timing.
2: Yeah, he was a perfectionist. And also uh, on Monday Night Raw, um, Seth Rollins and The Miz also had a match that was so tight and so good. There was no hesitation. There was no waiting for moves. Everything was like a natural pro wrestling match. Yeah,
0: well, that's the way it should be. Always. Yeah. You, you shouldn't, you know, I always go back to and, and people always say this and it's true. It's like a magic trick. Uh, you know, somebody who's really good at sleight of hand, you could watch all day. Somebody who's not worth a damn at trying to do sleight of hand, you'll watch one time and stop. And it gives away everything. So it ruins any other magic trick. And that, to me, is how wrestling should be presented. It needs to be protected in the sense in how we do a lot of what we do, make it look as realistic as we possibly can.
1: Well, that's why you got guys like the Miz and Seth Rollins guys that are going to have good matches, you know, because you're going to need that for your show because they're going to have to make up for the matches with those guys that are still trying to learn how to work.
0: I want to bring up something else too, uh, while we're uh, talking about last week's show, because I want to follow up on the AEW and CM Punk uh, situation. We now know that CM Punk wants to come back to AEW. He said he is willing to work with anyone and everyone uh, on the roster But the talk has been for the last week that a new show is going to come up on a Saturday and working opposite uh, shows could be the solution with him coming back. I just want to say when I keep seeing these reports about, well, this faction won't have to work with this faction, you know, so they'll get along fine because they won't see each other. No, no. No, that I doesn't agree. work for anybody. That problem still exists in the back. The, the, the hatred in the back will continue to boil up until it just comes over the top of the pot. You're just asking for trouble. If all parties are not willing to work with one another, there is no sense in even trying to do anything else it's below that. I just don't see how you can do it. To me, it's like going to a, a football team and you're telling the owner of the football team, uh, I, you know, let's say I'm the center for the football team, and I'm saying I'm not going to work with this new quarterback that you just hired. So what they do is they bring the quarterback in who's got all this talent in the world, and they put him on defense or the kicking team. That would not happen,
2: yeah. and it should
0: not happen when it comes to professional wrestling. It's just like
2: a day job. If you have a day job, you may not be comfortable. You may hate your coworker, but if yeah. you want to stay employed, you find a way to work with them. We don't know, and I I, I mentioned this on uh, uh, the House of Wrestling uh, the other night, uh, we don't know what is really going on back there. Is this whole thing with punk and the elite and all that uh, a massive work? Is it, or is it, you know, something to, uh, I think the one thing that they need to do, in my opinion, is if they want to sell out Wembley Stadium, Yes, Punk is the key to that. make that his comeback.
0: I, I was going to say the same thing. With Wembley Stadium coming up, we know they have a maximum uh, occupancy, I believe, of 90,000. But with the staging, they're thinking maybe around 80 uh, would be the real number. And I've heard people say, well, there's no way they're going to sell that out. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Bill, you can correct me, as of the time of this recording, there were around forty-five 000 to 50,000 pre-sales yes. already.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, that's I incredible. Punk, I think Punk could put it uh, over the top. But to yeah. me, just getting back to this, and I, I don't know what Teddy's take on this. To me, it's like, well, we're going to do a Saturday show and we'll only have Punk and these guys yeah. that because they don't get along with the Wednesdays. That's, I mean, business. That's a bunch of
0: high school kids having high school Thank drama. You.
2: Thank you. Let me say
1: this, too, you know, for the, about the Wembley Stadium part. You know what I mean? Here's the reason why that the big pre-sales are there. AEW has never been there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? This is the first time. So this is the first time that the people there get a chance to see the AEW stars. They've never seen them before. So that's the attraction there. That's what they're doing right now. They want to see this brand-new brand product. And mm-hmm. I agree with everything you guys said about Punk. Punk would put them over the top. So, you know, maybe somebody may be thinking about that and they may do it at the last minute or maybe not the last minute, you know, maybe in time for people to, you know, you know really want to buy it. So, we just have to wait and see if they're smart, they would do it like that. But I mean, I who knows who's in charge of that? But like I said, the the the, the big hype is that this is AEW's first time there. Now,
2: you, you, to- you know, we can Matt, say what we want about this. Yes. I agree with you in terms of that these are like a bunch of Unfortunately, you put it perfectly, a bunch of like high school kids, you know, it just. Well, to me, and
0: and and here's the problem that I have, and we'll get off of this and move on to the show. But the problem that I, I really have with it is Tony Khan has given wrestlers and wrestling fans another option. You want that option to be around, whether you're a worker or a fan, you want that option there. So he's given this to these guys who are now from what we understand and the rumors that we hear that some people don't want to play with CM Punk. Look, the guy who pays you, who writes your check needs you to play on the team with everybody so that his company can be successful. To me, if they can't do that, fire their ass and find somebody else.
2: Teddy, back in your time, back in uh, WWF and, Uh, WWE there, there were people I know that didn't want to work with Hogan. There were people in Atlanta who didn't want to work with uh, Ric Flair or somebody, but they did it because it was for the good of the business. And, you know,
1: well, that's Mac just explained it. It's your job. Right. Okay. If you work at McDonald's, okay. You cannot work there. If you go in and you say, well, I'm not going to work with this person here and help them with French fries because I don't like them then yeah. you're going to be gone because somebody can wrestle can replace you. This yep. is your job. I, brother, I, I I know this better than anybody, okay? I went to work plenty of days, and all I did was work with the guys, and boom, once I left the wrestling arena, then I was back into my world, and yeah. I went on about my business. That's because I work with you. I ain't got to go home and have dinner with you. Just that simple. Great, great. Great All right,
0: guys. That's our first segment uh, that y'all can uh, peel away from. We're going to go into the time machine now.
2: They didn't even ask about that segment, but that's a very hot segment.
0: Yeah, I just well, some of the stuff that we're talking about today, I'm not so sure how it'll do. Sting, I kind of worry about a little bit, but uh, we'll get into it. Let's do
2: All
0: it. Right. <clears throat> Here we come down again, guys. And three, two. All right, we're back with the Wrestling Time Machine. I'm Mac Davis, along with pro wrestling journalist Bill Abdir and WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. Holla, holla, All right, Bill, you may know more about Wait this a minute, you I got do. that
2: wrong, Mac. It's What's that? It's WWE Hall of Famer. Holla, Hall of famer. Right,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to give it, we got to make it legit. So the way to make it legit is Hall of Famer. But to play bit. around
2: with it is Hall of Fame. Hall <laughs> Fame. I like that. We we need to trademark that. <laughs>
0: but Bill, let me ask you about the Ronda Rousey uh, controversy that kind of popped up. She had made a comment on social media where she said, "Imagine what our feud talking about Liv Morgan could have been if we weren't hamstrung by a bunch of octogenarians or the octagonarians who still think they know how to be hip." while putting less than five minutes of thought a week into a woman's storyline.
2: Is she talking about old farts? Is that what uh, I, yeah,
0: well, I don't
2: know. that refers to? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not backstage, so I don't know what's going on. Well,
0: first okay. of all, let me ask you, what is an octogenarian, or what is an octagona? I don't even know how you say this. Octogenarian yeah. is how it looks on the screen. Well, isn't
2: that in the cage, the octagon? <laughs>
0: No. I, I don't really get what she's trying to say. Have you heard much about this uproar, about what's going no, on?
2: I, not not a lot about it, but I think whatever, you know, this brings you back to uh, W.O.E. Uh, has their people that are in creative. And of course they will ask for the uh, performers opinions at times, but if they have something settled, that's going to bring a feud or whatever to the next level if they want to go there they're doing the best they can so
0: do you feel and this is a question for both of you has ronda rousey been worth the investment
2: oh well, yeah yeah i think so
1: well i don't know because i mean I, I you know i i don't know any backstage stuff to say well when when she was working with who or whoever you know that that segment was a high segment i didn't know what her how she done in any ratings part as yeah. far as uh You know people wanting to buy tickets to see her so i i don't like i said i i like her i met her she's a real nice person but to me she just doesn't show that she has the interest in professional wrestling like a person that has been in this business like myself you know uh you got to show some type of dedication and maybe this comment that she just made i mean i don't understand it really what it is but you know when you go to make a statement like that then you gotta been around and you gotta be in this business for some time you gotta yeah. know what you're talking about so yeah. uh like i said i i just really not even comment on it because I, I i don't understand
2: none of it you know, i feel
0: like bill that she's lost a little bit of shine since she first came into the wwe yeah, she I, came in I really strong too. and feels a little weak to me now
2: well i i think that
1: you know, well, that's just like a wrestler going to the ring that has a great entrance, but once the music is
2: over, you got nothing over. else. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, with her, this was a fun payday at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's been a loss of luster. It's now settled in that this is a job.
0: Do you think that uh, Ronda Rousey, because I agree with Teddy that fans can tell if someone is believable, if, if they enjoy that job, I feel like maybe she's never embraced wrestling. Uh, even though she had a great opportunity, it's almost like she always tried to fight against being called a wrestler. She was always, you know, the girl from the octagon.
2: Yeah. She's a fighter. And I think that she brought that, uh, I disagree with you, uh, respectfully, but I think, uh, in the early time that she was in, uh, wwe and wrestling she put on a hell of a performance it was all very shoot like with everybody she was wrestling against so uh i appreciated the time that she has put in there
0: well, no i and, and i like i said i think she started out great i just feel like she's lost all of her steam that she just feels like she's stagnant to me now yeah, uh, inside.
1: I, don't I don't think she ever had any steam
0: yep. really okay yep and I think there's a lot of fans who feel the same way. That, and I, I guess that's what I feel. I and you can you can just kind of feel that for whatever reason the fans are not embracing her. And maybe it's because exactly what Teddy said when she doesn't embrace the sport itself and didn't pay her dues. You know, maybe the fans just know it, and that's it. Um, and it's a shame because I think well, she could be a hell of a draw.
1: And it's so much you know it's not so much now about paying dues you know i mean that you know was from the old school and some yep. guys still you know kind of believe in that you know it's not so much as that now It what it is now is you know you have to, you know it's what do you care about what you do if you care about what you do then you're going to give it 100 every time that you're out there you know people like undertaker man's walking out to the ring the pyro goes off sets him on fire he didn't turn around and run back to the locker room to nope. let somebody put me out. He went straight to the ring, burning, on fire. You know what I mean? Yes. That's when you that de- you love what you do, and this is, you know, I'm here to do this, and whatever happens, I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore. That's the way I look at it.
2: Well, maybe WWE figures that she's not a longtime player because they've kind of watered her down to the point, you know, putting her in uh, tag team action at this point. So I'm not sure – that they were into this for the uh, for the long run because. Well, of, uh,
1: well, maybe they signed her to a deal. They got to, you know, let her work a deal out or whatever. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you, uh, just out of curiosity, is there anybody on the WWE roster or NXT uh, that you think she would pair up well with, and that we could see some interesting storylines and matches?
2: Yeah, Brock Lesnar. <laughs>
1: Now, hey, <laughs> let me tell you something. That's that's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. Well, I mean, that's think surprising. about it.
0: You do have Judgment Day, and you have Rhea on Judgment Day. If they had their own stable over there, that actually would be a hell of well, an idea.
1: Well, with the merger with UFC now, you know what yeah. I mean. That's because they've had intergender matches before. I don't think this is too high on them. You know what I mean? I don't. You know, but I'm just saying that's money right there. You know what yeah, I mean? I, yep. I think I, she would probably feel better, you know, when doing that because she's in her own playground then. You know what I mean? I think you'd get more out of it then because now she's doing what she knows how to do.
2: It's natural and and, it's comfortable. Yeah, and boxing and MMA as well. And uh, I'd also like to see her against uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, I think right now Rhea is at the uh, pinnacle of where they have built her to and she's handling it so very well. And I think uh, Ronda Rousey challenging her for her belt would be very intriguing yeah
0: i think it would be too i agree i agree all right, guys, we are all old enough, not saying we're old, we're all old enough to remember the great years of Surfer Sting as he came up through the NWA and WCW, and then he got into the Crow gimmick, and then, uh, of course, a little bit of the Joker when he got into TNA. Now he's in AEW doing his thing and had one hell of a promo, which caught me off guard the other night for AEW. Did you have a
2: chance to see that?
1: Yes. I I, I didn't see it.
2: Yeah, he talked you about. You sent it
1: to me, Mac. Yeah, you sent it to me. I didn't get a chance to look at it because I've been having work done on the house. You know, the no. tree hit my house, So I've been out there with these guys, so I've been kind of busy doing that stuff. That's the only reason I didn't get a chance to look at
2: it. He was Bill. warning Darby Allen. He was warning. He was in the ring with uh, his protege Darby Allen, and he was warning MJF that Darby is coming after the title and. MJF thought that Sting wanted one more shot at it, and Sting not alluded to, but he said pretty much that his time is has happened already. Showtime's Darby, coming to an end. Yeah, but Darby will walk away with your title, MJF. That really surprised me, but I think it's a good way to keep passing that Sting torch over to uh, Darby Allen.
0: I do want to say that I thought the energy that Sting gave in that uh, promo was very good. Uh, I, I've been kind of used to having Sting kind of lay back and kind of a happy guy. And then he got into the uh, character. And for those of you who watched TNA uh, when he was over there, which really some of his greatest matches were in TNA. Uh, but when he was in TNA, he had a character of Sting, which was the Joker. And it was just kind of a crazy version of Sting. And he brought that out in the ring and that energy, if I'm being honest, they need to keep capitalizing on him and doing some of those promos that way because it was actually extremely interesting to watch him do it again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he had that, you know what I, you know, I'm always thinking a step ahead that, uh, uh, he said it's just about over for him, but what if it's Darby Allen against, uh, uh, MJF and Sting screws Darby out of the title and comes back in a match with MJF and Sting retires with that belt, with the AEW
0: belt. That'd be nice, but I don't see it happening though. I, I, okay. I think he's okay. yeah, I, th- I think he's completely there for Darby. Uh he made the correlation between him and Darby both being uh you know painted faces and, and then MJF and Rick Flair. And uh that combination and, and the correlation between the four of them. Made perfect sense and, and it really was there. Let me ask you though, he is talking about his career, Sting being he, uh, Sting talking about the end of his career. If he's gonna have one more match, who should it be with?
2: Does it matter which company? It's now, like- I, at
0: this point, I'm saying it What well, because I guess it would have to end up in AEW, but. You know, oh, boy, that's a good question, Bill. Yeah, I was staying inside AEW because I think that's what he's going to be having a choice of.
2: Well, you want to put him against a a wrestler, I think. Um, Tough question. I think John Moxley would not be the correct person because he's too hardcore. Um,
1: That that ain't a tough question. You put him with Jericho.
2: Wow. Perfect.
0: Yeah, okay. and, you know and that went right past me. I wasn't even thinking about Jericho, but yeah, you're absolutely correct. There are generations that Perfect. are very similar. And if he, uh, if-, if he
1: wants to go out in a blazing battle, then Jericho is the guy.
0: Absolutely, I agree. How would you book that, Teddy? Yeah, how how would you set that whole thing up?
1: Well, I'd maybe have Sting out talking about, you know, his retirement, you know what I mean? And and here comes Jericho with one of those top of the line promos that he does, you know. I right. we don't have to wait you know, we can do it right now, you know, because you're washed up anyway. You know, Jericho, he can, he can really, you know, cut good promos on he
2: you. He can sell it.
1: Yeah, so here comes Jericho. Okay, you want one more? Well, let me take you out the right way where you'll
0: never come back. <laughs> now, how, how old is Jericho and how old is Sting? Is how old, uh,
2: Bill? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I
0: want to say he's 60 or 61, maybe something like that.
2: Well, That's you know what wrong. they could do? They could do a... um uh, Sting comes out and says he's decided n- not to retire, but why don't we put both our careers on the line? Just, if you well, lose Jericho, you retire. If I lose, and of course, Jericho's uh, uh, gang interferes, Sting loses, and he's gone.
1: Well, i just rather see him and Jericho in a, in a single. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just leave the older, leave the <laughs> Jericho's got to leave them all out. Yeah. You know, Jericho cut the promo. I don't need nobody out here
0: now. Do you go old school and put Jericho over in that match, or do you uh, let Sting win?
2: No, you put Jericho over.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of old school Wait guys. A who, that's the only choice you have.
2: Sting doesn't go out in a blaze of glory.
1: He'll go out in a blaze of glory, but you put Jericho over right at the end, and then maybe you do something after that. You know, where it might not maybe Sting gets up right there, maybe do a little get, get something going there. Then you're leaving strong. Jericho knows how to do that.
2: I know.
0: I know. I, I, the only problem that I have with that is I would love to see Sting win a giant match when he was at WrestleMania. The moment I, I get why they did what they did because of the story, NWO, and you know it, all that. But well, I wanted you know to see you, Sting go over.
1: The other thing, well, the other thing you can do, you can do the old, old school finish with a double pin. Both guys' shoulders are down.
2: That's true. <laughs> yep, they all <laughs> have their We'd have to bring a Hebner back to referee it, though.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, that's 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 good too. That's not bad, you know. Bring a guy in that did that before, you know. Now you got some experience, there, experienced yeah. rep, But yeah. you do the old double pin.
0: Yeah. I, the only thing is, and I'll I'll say this, and then I'll shut up about this story. Um, I would see Jericho; he could lose that match, and I don't think it would hurt Jericho at all, even if he lost that match. Uh, he's uh, he's no? just he, no. you know,
1: no, that wouldn't bother. It wouldn't hurt Jericho whatsoever because Jericho knows how to get his heat right back. Oh and yeah, Jericho's a prof- professional at this, brother. Believe me. Yeah.
0: Let me talk about one more person while we have a chance, guys. Drew McIntyre. There's a big rumor going around right now that he is becoming a free agent because he is not re-signed with WWE as of the time of this recording right now, and we could see him pop over in AEW. Now, a lot of people say, man, probably not. He'll stay with WWE. Here's my question, though. If you're Drew McIntyre, put yourself in his shoes, and you're looking at, you know, what's out there right now. You have Cody Rhodes. You have Roman Reigns. These are names that they're trying to push really hard, and you've already been there, you know, at the top. Even though it was at COVID time, you were at the top. Is there a chance you get back in that title picture with Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes, or is it better for you to go to AEW and try to start fresh?
1: My, my opinion on that, I don't think he's going to get give... – go back to that title spot no more you know what I mean they have did a lot with Drew McIntyre he's been fantastic for them I mean but I even myself had a chance to work with him too in, in storylines you know when he was Vince's the chosen one or yep. something I think that's what it was but yep. I think if you know I think if Drew is smart you know what I mean if AEW wants to take him I think he should go you know there's a fresh start there you know what I mean so maybe he's got a two or three year run right there you know what I mean yep. so I, I don't know. That decision would be left to him. But, I mean, what he can do is maybe talk and find out if there are any plans for him. If there's some plans for him on down the line, then then hang around and wait until it's time. But if they don't have nothing for you, there are no plans, then, you know, the writing's on the wall.
0: And then you could do what Cody basically did, Bill, and that is go off, uh, build your character back up again, become highly valuable. And then when your contract's up, return the WWE.
2: You know if what I mean? If they want to take you back. Yes. Right. You know where I think he's going?
0: Where?
2: Nowhere. He's going to stay at WWE because he's a he's a company man. I think they value him. Uh, can you imagine if he went to AEW and also went on that Wembley Stadium show? How huge that would bring! That the heck? Ooh. Well, we can't get CM Punk, but we have Drew McIntyre. So there's uh, there's where, your your where headline.
1: What if you got both of
2: them and you had Drew versus CM Punk? Oh my God, dream match there, Teddy Long.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, it, 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 there's so many possibilities when it comes to the Wembley Stadium. Uh, show because if I'm Tony Khan, uh, you know I'm I'm wanting to just really pack that show and I want to I want to sell out and he's I gonna, want that show to be the biggest and best show people have ever seen.
1: He ain't got to worry about that. This is the first time going in. It's a it's a it's a dead ringer, brother. He ain't got to worry about nothing. Only time he got to worry if he's been there four or five times. Then you got to start worrying. That, you know I got to give him something to keep him coming. Yep. But this is the first time in, brother. He he said he ain't got to worry about nothing.
0: Now I do know, Bill. You can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but I believe that uh, when it comes to London, that actually AEW is more prominent than WWE when it comes to television. Is that right?
2: Yes, I, I do believe they had they have more saturation there at this point.
0: So some of those numbers can make sense because uh, we they're kind of flip flop from what we have in the United States.
2: Yeah, but remember they also have a very large online presence yes. as well. So uh, a lot of people will see more on youtube and the other social media than they might on the tv shows a lot of people don't even watch tv shows everything's online so
0: oh yeah and and attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter all right guys we're out of time that's it for this week's edition of the wrestling time machine i'm mac davis that of course is mr bill after and that right next to him is mr teddy long guys anything coming up we need to talk about before we pop out of here
1: uh, no, I'm pretty cool. I think, let's see, May 5th and 6th, I'm somewhere in New York for a Comic-Con. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to I call, got, call you later, Teddy, and get
0: your, I'm going to have to get your calendar, Teddy, so I can call and remind you. I just
1: want to thank everybody, too, for this past weekend in Columbia's, uh Greenville, South Carolina, for the uh, 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 big Comic-Con there, man. It was great. Me, uh, Jeff Hardy, Scott Steiner, and a whole bunch of other people, yeah. man. We had a great time there, so thank all you guys for coming out.
2: Yeah. How about you, Bill? Something coming up? May 6th, uh Wrestling Con in uh, in New Jersey. Uh There's going to be tons of legends there. Oh, that's and, the 80s, uh, Wrestling Con, right? yeah, 80s Wrestling Con, right? Yes, 80s Wrestling Con. And thank you for correcting me because I did say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, Tommy Fierro, ISPW, uh, the owner of that company, is running that. There's going to be matches at night during the day. It's going to be Q&As, signings, and all that. And I am... Uh, re- hosting the karaoke for about an hour and a half that afternoon. Oh no! Some songs, yeah.
1: I thought they suspended you from that. I thought they <laughs> no, you no. That. <laughs>
2: they suspended me from rapping. Today.
1: What? I now Yo, yo,
2: yo, they won't let me do it. You understand that, Teddy Long. All right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had something else I was going to talk about, but I'm gonna get out of this while we still can. I'm Mac Davis. That's Bill Abdier, and that is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. We'll see you next time.
2: (laughs) At the matches. That's it. That was a great half hour or whatever we did. That was that was really good. That was really good. good. That was a lot of fun.